All right. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. And we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many, uh... 40-year-old adolescents, felons, power drinkers, and trustees of modern chemistry. It's going to change. Be nice. That ain't working. I want you to be nice. That ain't working. And you'll both be nice. <laughs> so much as my uh, wife was a giant. But, um... I want you to be nice. Until it's time to not be nice. <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure that's the way you do it. (laughs) (laughs) The Reeves Company. Welcome to The Reeves Company. I'm Steve Reeves, the bull of American broadcasting, alongside the great Chris Morganti. And ordinarily at this point... I tell you to crack open a tepid Genesee and watch the pictures as they travel through your neighbor's Wi-Fi. Tonight, I'm not doing that because it's a very special night. Chris, you have something else in mind. Well, we, uh, we reached 40 subscribers this All week. All right, we did it. <laughs> so in celebration, I got us these nice uh, 40-ounce beverages to enjoy. So Cheers. We'll be, uh, enjoying these during the show. 40 subscribers. They said it would never happen. Yeah. Who? Well, I, uh, practically everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, including the, us. The, the, yeah, we, we were not expecting this, and we're delighted. This is practically viral. I think, what is viral? 55? Yeah. More than 40. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we are getting close, and we appreciate it. Please tell your friends, like, share, subscribe, do all the things that help us continue doing what we do, we love doing, and we hope you enjoy seeing us do. You know, I haven't had High Life in a long time. This uh, this tastes different than I remember when I used to steal it from uh, my friend's dad yeah, well, back in high school. It's the champagne of beers. Yeah. Because it tastes like you're drinking it out of a shoe. Yeah. You know, there's a, I don't know if you know this, but there's this Formula One driver, Daniel Ricciardo, who uh, every time he wins a race, he takes off his freaking racing shoe that he's been sweating into for three hours and and pours champagne into it and drinks out of the shoe. It's disgusting. Yeah, that, that's uh, in some ways that's customary in some situations. It's it's so gross to see. And one time, Patrick Stewart, you know the famous Captain Picard. Yeah, yeah. He was doing like the post race interviews, and and this guy he basically uh, you know convinced Patrick Stewart to do this, and I, it felt demeaning making Captain Picard drink out of your sweaty shoe. It wasn't even his own. <laughs> So, uh, anything you'd like to talk about before we get into our movie of the week of the week? Uh, no. Well, we do have uh, two sponsors tonight. So, that, you know, that's, that's good news. Very excited about this. And uh, th- that's also unprecedented. Yeah. 40 subscribers, two sponsors. Yeah. Things are picking up. So, uh, let's go now to our movie of the week of the week. This week's movie of the week of the week is called Fatal Desire. It's also called Fatal Error. It aired on April 3rd, 2006 on Lifetime. Yeah, what was the deal with the two names? 
Uh, I did. Well, Fatal Error was the name of the book ah. the film was based on. Oh, okay. And the, and the film was called what? Uh, Fatal Desire. Fatal Desire, yeah. Yeah, but I believe when it originally aired, the film was called Fatal Desire, but it has become called Fatal Error. Oh, okay. In the intervening years. And that book was a true story. True crime, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, this is only our second movie of the week of the week that was made for cable. Yeah. The other being To Hell and Back, the VH1 Meatloaf biopic. Yeah. Yeah, this is my first time watching a Lifetime movie. And uh, I think I had that confused with a Hallmark movie, which I, I, I guess I'd seen a little bit of some of those. And, and they're very, like, uh, uplifting and feel-good type of movies. Yeah, yeah. That's not what Lifetime movies are. No, Lifetime movies are more... Uh, in fact, this is atypical of a Lifetime movie. Uh, there is the true crime aspect of it. Okay. But uh, typically, it's an abusive husband gets his comeuppance. Yeah, that's not what happened here. No. Right. It stars Anne Heche, who, uh, as we record this episode, is recently deceased. Yeah. Are you familiar with her work, Chris? No, this, I believe this is the first time I'd ever seen her in anything. You never saw Donnie Brasco? She, uh, well, I did see that, yeah. So if she was in that, I saw that, yeah. But I didn't remember seeing her in anything. Yeah, I had seen that and also Six Days, Seven Nights with Harrison Ford. Mm. But by then, she was best known for her high-profile relationship with Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. And at the time, there was kind of a belief, fair or not, that Anne was a bit of a coattail rider. Right. And there was also, she claimed to have been black, blackballed by Hollywood. Blacklisted? I don't know. She wasn't getting work in Hollywood because I, younger viewers might find this hard to believe, but uh, dating a woman in the 90s was considered a big deal. If you were a woman. Right, right. So, uh, you know. Right. But um, I think in, uh, later in life, she said Harvey Weinstein had her blackballed. Because he, she wouldn't sleep with him? She was uh, one of his uh, attempted victims, but she resisted. Yeah. I mean, maybe that had something to do with it. But you can see, like, if you want to be, like, a leading lady opposite a leading man in, like, a major film, they're probably not going to hire you if you're a high-profile lesbian, you know, because it's less believable that you're in a relationship with a man, you know, like I, I don't, who knows what was at work there. And who knows about any of this? And now given the things that have come out about I Ellen, mean, I mean, Janine Garofalo got work through the nineties in, in movies. So I'm sure she could have found some kind of role. They just wouldn't cast her as, you know, the, the romantic lead. Yeah. You know? She wasn't going to be in a, in a mission impossible, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, over the years, um, facts have come out about, uh, or alleged facts, if we can call them, about Ellen DeGeneres and the way she treated her employees on her talk show. Which is not well. No. It, right. She doesn't have a good reputation for that. So Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. But I can buy that perhaps Ellen isn't the easiest person to live with. You know, I bet if people came in here, they'd think we treat Jim like shit, you know? It's, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is uh, perhaps people were unfair to Anne at the time for uh, dumping Ellen once she became a B-lister, which is essentially what happened. Timeline-wise, her career was taking off, and suddenly she was no longer with Ellen. Yeah. Well, no. There may have been many other things at work, but uh, that was the impression people had that she was using Ellen for notoriety. Yeah. Now, Anne's co-star in Fatal Desire is Eric Roberts. An actor of some renown, he uh, garnered an Oscar nomination. Really? For 1985's Runaway Train. I never saw that. And that was just a few years before his sister Julia became a megastar. Yeah. 
He never reached that level. But well, he, was he in the Outsiders as well? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He might have been a little old for that. Okay. All right. Um, he never reached the level that his sister has. Um, no. Well, that's, he, I mean, how many people have? Right. Very few. Yeah, yeah. She was at one point the biggest actress in the world. Yeah. Yeah. After like Pretty Woman. Yeah. 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 I never, well, I'm not going to, you know. I know what you're going to say and I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't get the appeal. Yeah. 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 That's a great way to put it, and we can leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric Roberts always managed, uh, he always managed to have work in a broad spectrum of projects from things like The Dark Knight to The Young and the Restless to The Killers video from Mr. Brightside to the movie we're going to talk about in a minute, Fatal Desire. Yeah. And he was also part of a South Park episode. Oh, yeah. Where he had to sing the national anthem. You remember that, Jim? And he couldn't hit the... Couldn't hit the note or whatever. I don't know. South Park. It's funny. (laughs) Well, uh, as you pointed out, this uh, film is based on a true story that took place in Reno and Flint. Yet this film is set in Pittsburgh and Atlantic City. So let's look at, um, let's look in as Anne Heche and her friend head home after a night of drinking in the American steel town. We should go to Las Vegas this summer. Got a fancy hotel room. Go out gambling every night. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, there's uh, one problem. What's that? I'm married, Tanya. So are you, remember? Yeah, I re- Yes. Is that what you wanted to play? Yeah. I wasn't sure. Jim, can we boost the volume a little bit? I can't hear that, so. Normally it's at, I mean the TV volume, you know. Yeah. Normally it's at like 20. So, uh, yes, Anne is married. Anne has a daughter. Now, in the scene before this, we saw a bit of it. Anne and her friend, they performed karaoke. They did Do You Want to Touch Me? Okay, that's what that was? Yeah. Yeah. I guess these days it's better known for Joan Jett's cover version, but it was originally written and made famous by Gary Glitter, who I guess these days is better known for something else. Yeah. Now, what's odd about, uh, what's odd about this is Anne performs this song twice in this film. Hmm. Now, given the time frame here, this was 2006, the year of Glitter's first conviction. Wait, are we going to get in trouble for playing that song? I, I don't know. I didn't intend uh, to play it. I think there might have been yeah. a, a miscue. Um, <clears throat> I might suggest that the use of the song in this film in that year, the producers might have been slightly contributing to Gary Glitter's legal defense fund. Mm. Hey, everyone's entitled to uh, a fair trial. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I happen to know that by this point, Gary Glitter did not own his catalog. So I'll instead suggest that whoever does own his music was probably way too desperate to make some money from it. Mm. And they couldn't negotiate it effectively. The producers went to them and said, uh, we'd like to use, do you want to touch me? Oh, oh, great. That'll be $5,000. No, we'll give you $37 (laughs) and we're using it twice. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's an investment that did not pan out. <laughs> Man, I've seen some crazy prices. $500 million for Bruce Springsteen's catalog. And, uh, and somebody was asking for the same money. I forget who it was, but that's, that's, a, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah, I think Dylan got about that much, too. <sighs> really? Yeah. I don't know. And I think a lot of it, and this is way off topic, but I think a lot of it is these are older guys. It's not as easy to make money off your publishing as it once was. So it's, hey, 
while I'm in my old age, let me sell this now, give my family something, and let other people figure out how to make money from it. Oh, yeah, I totally get it from the artist's perspective. Right. I'm looking at it as, as an investment, and I'm thinking, it's going to take you a long time to make back half a billion dollars. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot, especially the way things work these days. I mean, it, we're lucky that modern music is such crap that you, all the good stuff from the, you know, the 20th century is probably going to, there's nothing replacing it, I guess. So. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's unfortunate as a fan. But uh, Eric Roberts now, let's see Eric Roberts. He's, uh, he's a casino pit boss in Atlantic City. He spends a lot of time in chat rooms trying to meet women. Yeah. And Anne Hayes frequents chat rooms herself. Vegas or Atlantic City for vacation? Atlantic City, definitely. Do you know any good places to stay? Golden Treasure Casino. You'll like it. You've been there? Hmm. I'm part owner. That's not true. Wow, you must be rich. <laughs> I do. Okay. Thanks for the help. Wow. You're welcome, sexy kitten. What are you doing? Nothing, just... You're up early. Yeah, Eric Roberts does that thing where uh, he says what he's typing while he's typing it. Mm-hmm. And I guess there are people who do that in real life. Some people. Strange people. I always wonder if they're the same people who, back in grade school, Chris, did you have any classmates like this? They would draw um, tanks or fighter planes, okay. ve vehicles of war. Right. And uh, as they were doing it, they'd make explosive noises. Mm. They'd add a turret to the fighter plane, and they'd go, pew, 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 and pew, pew, torpedo. They'd do stuff like that. Okay. You, you didn't have any of these kids in your class? I had at least three of these carrots. In my class. Yeah, but they're, they're kids. You're saying that this is the adult version of this that? This is the adult version of that, yeah. Okay. I, I think it's more of a dramatic device, but okay. But do you know what I'm talking about, though? As a, as a kid? Yeah. As a kid say, yeah, You've seen yeah. that? I'm sure there were kids that did that. Yeah. <sighs> it's so odd. But yeah. I was the odd one because of my songs. Yeah. So at the end of that clip, we see Eric Roberts has a son. Eric, he's recently divorced. He's By the way, we've seen the entire range of that kid's acting in this movie. The uh, must-up hair and the uh, look. That's, that's, a, that's his whole thing. Well, he's the had whole, it. He's yeah. just had it. He's, he's, he's exhausted done. with his father. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Eric uh, is recently divorced. He's a former police officer from Rhode Island who was run out of town, by his telling, for exposing, exposing corruption Within the police department. Yeah, but his son is not buying that story uh, at all. Uh, so I'm not sure that, that any of that's true. Well, Eric finds Anne again online, and they have another chat that turns sultry. Before long, is headed out where the sands turn into gold. She surprises Eric at work, and the two go for a coffee. Now, this is uh, Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah. I think this might be a good spot to uh, play one of our, our commercials because it's from the Atlantic City Tourism Board. Okay, let's let's share this with the folks. The following announcement has been paid for. Atlantic City, a seaside town like no other. Enjoy our casinos, world-class entertainment. 
Yeah, you know, uh, one 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 of the entertainments I saw down there once was uh, I wouldn't say it was world class. It was uh, amateur night at this ghetto strip club, and uh, there was this one girl, Larnisha. She wasn't an employee or anything, but she was like three hundred pounds, and uh, she stripped off all her clothes and just got on stage, and uh, she got heckled like it was showtime at the Apollo. Broadway quality shows at a fraction of the price. Yeah, sometimes the shows are even free. Like uh, back in the early 90s, they had this, this lady with no arms who used to just plop herself down on the boardwalk and play a Casio keyboard with her tongue, like for tips. Steve, how do you think her Star Search audition went? Not well, is what I heard. Ample parking. Engelbert Humperdinck, twice a year. You know, one time I was down there for a bachelor party, and uh, I, I was so drunk, I tried to enter a casino through the service entrance in the back. And they politely asked me to leave, but I was so drunk, I couldn't find my way back out. So uh, security had to escort me out of there. <laughs> Good times. Food vendors to satisfy any palate. Hey, are you guys talking about Atlantic City? Trying to, yes. Yeah, I used to see a prostitute down there named Dina. She ended up dying of syphilis or something. Enjoy our spacious boardwalk. Yeah, and if you're a fan of fentanyl, check out underneath the boardwalk. They'll sell you anything down there. I had one time some guy tried to sell me a Korean girl. I mean, she was like six years old. And you could just buy her like she was merchandise. Craziest shit I ever saw. Miles of coastline for all manner of fun in the sun. I had a homeless guy piss on my leg once in Atlantic City. This ad brought to you by the Atlantic City Tourism Board. Yeah, the, uh, the beaches there are nice. Yeah, the beaches in Beirut are probably nice, too. I wouldn't go on vacation there. The preceding announcement has been paid for. Well, I hope they're happy with that. The tourism board. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if they are, Chris. So what were we? What clip were we about to see? Eric Robertson and Hayes have a coffee. Okay. Don't know what to say. I didn't think you'd come. I'm married. Okay. Okay. Are you happy? I'm sitting in a coffee shop in Atlantic City with a man I met online. Take a wild guess. And I have a daughter. Bye. <laughs> Actually, it turns out none of this is an issue. Yeah. They get on like a house of fire. A house that's a fire, perhaps because someone drove into it. <laughs> Two houses. <laughs> Two. <laughs> One right after another. Look, can can I say this about Anne Hage? It's a tragedy all around. Yeah, sad. 
Yeah, she was clearly a troubled person who had issues and uh, yeah. apparently tried to deal with them. And I'm sure she meant nobody any harm. In fact, her yeah. last act was donating her organs. Well, that's great. And uh, there's a lot of valor in sure. that. That's and I don't know what they're going to do with those charred organs. But... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but I'm sure she saved lives in the process. But I just want to say this about her. I prefer when Billy Joel tribute acts stick to the music. <laughs> She's very pretty. As someone who didn't remember seeing her in anything else, um, very pretty. Yeah, beautiful gal. So Eric and Anne, they have chemistry. She stays for a few days. Here's an interesting scene from her visit. It's a scene where Anne co-stars and makes a cameo. In control, definitely law enforcement. Yeah. Something happened. Say that. You want to talk about it? Not really. There she is. Crosswalk, you friggin' idiot. <laughs> so before long, Anne goes back to her husband and daughter in Pittsburgh. But she and Eric continue their communication. Anne sends him saucy videos on tapes through the mail because it's 2006. Yeah. Although, was that 2006? I feel like things had evolved uh, technologically to the point where there could have been cell phone videos. Well, as we'll see later, this guy wasn't up on the latest technology. Yeah. yeah. Not, not the most aware cat when it <laughs> right. comes to uh, what's going on. Right. Uh, so as soon as she returns uh, to Atlantic City, <laughs> on the way from the airport, she presents Eric with new information. I won't. What is it? What is it? Oh, can we can we keep rolling? Yeah, it is. But let's keep rolling. Yeah, let's see a little more. His face was great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good news. <laughs> Congratulations. Happiest day of my life. I'm not joking around this time, Tiny. Let's get married. This is big. We're having a baby. All right. Now, if we could, I don't know what the next clip is, but if we could skip a little bit ahead in this scene. She gets upset with him. For, I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, this is the next scene we're going to watch. So All right. That's fine. Let's just move ahead. Okay. Well, let's pause. I don't know. Yeah. So, as we know, Anne has a husband out in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Who we've yet to really see at this point. Right. Um, you, you see him sleeping early on, but that's about it. Yeah, but you don't even see his face. You just see, like, you know, his bare chest. Torso, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think one time he, he walks he walks through the shot, and you catch a glimpse of him. But otherwise, he's a non-entity. You're only getting her version of who he is. Right, right. Well, his name is Mark, and Anne and Eric discuss him and his exploits in a scene I like to call Eric Roberts' The sharpest of knives. <laughs> All I know about is BD and H. 
BD&H. BD&H Auto, the Salvage already owns. That's how I met him. They needed someone to handle their books. The rest of his life, your guess is as good as mine. These guys come over to the house sometimes, these creepy-looking guys in expensive suits, he won't even talk to them in the house. Or he'll get a phone call, say he's going to some NASCAR race, disappear for a few days. When he comes home, I find clumps of money in his coat pocket. I counted it once. $10,000, Joe, in two days. He didn't make it doing brake jobs, I know that much. He could be involved in some kind of organized crime, you know? <laughs> the guy owns a salvage business. He goes to where they wreck race cars and comes home with money. That sounds like a solid business plan. And to him, it sounds like organized crime. <laughs> you know, I have a second theory here, Steve. Yeah. Uh, his, her husband's name is Mark. Yeah. And uh, he goes to NASCAR races and comes home with tens of thousands of dollars. Is it possible that this is uh, former NASCAR star Mark Martin that she's married to? Because <laughs> that doesn't seem like something to complain about. <laughs> yeah, if you're Mark Martin, none of this is suspicious. <laughs> so Eric asks Anne what her cover story was to fly out and spend the weekend with him in New Jersey. Let's hear this. What did you say to Mark? She let you get away. Oh, I told him that we had some sales conference to go to, that uh, we were coming out with a new line of smudge-free lip gloss. Not to bite a bulb on the tree, is he? Oh, don't be jealous. Boy, that's... Uh, You're the one I love. That's a real pot calling the kettle black there, isn't it? Him accusing that guy of not being bright. <laughs> What do you think? I mean, she told him. I, he's got a good point, though, because she told him that she was going to Atlantic City for, I guess it was a lipstick convention. I don't know what to. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. involved in some sort of MLM where she buys lipstick and tries to resell it. Yeah. Yeah. She goes to Austin to get haircuts, you know, that, yeah, that yeah. type of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, are we continuing? Yeah. Okay. Let's see the next one, Jim. I lay in bed with him some nights and it's just heart would stop beating. I wish he'd die. Still talking about Mark. I even had a dream about it once. It was awful. It was just a dream. It doesn't mean anything. I know, but then in the morning when I woke up, I wanted it to be real. Honey, killing never solved anything. Talking is always the better way. Some people you can't talk to. He ever lays a hand on you again. You take pictures, okay? Okay? Or maybe call the cops. Come on. You yeah. Or leave. I don't know. Yeah, many avenues, to it. many bridges to cross. Uh, this is an ex-police officer. This is kind of skunky, don't you think? I don't know. I'm not really enjoying it that much. All right. Well, I, I'm enjoying it because uh, I'm. It's not just. It's not just the beer. Uh, I'm jazzed about our milestone. Yeah. Sure. So I would enjoy anything right now. Yeah. Next milestone. Uh, 
will require a better choice of libation, though. What would be 50? What would Ch- like Champagne. 50. Champagne, yeah. Yeah, there, there we go. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like I'm not it. drinking out of a shoe, though. That's where I draw the line. Okay, so uh, where are we? Um, oh, yeah. So why doesn't he advise that she calls the cops? Because she claims to be abused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. He's an ex-police officer. Right. I'm not getting your point. What's up? Well, that would be, I would guess, the legal advice you would give to somebody as a member of law enforcement who is being abused. Yeah. If he hits you again, call the cops. Not if he hits you again, take photographs. Well, you should do both. Well, yeah, but he's not saying any of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I met a girl uh, shortly after my divorce. Uh, I met a girl. When I met her, she had a black eye. And uh, she told me she was also going through a divorce because he had hit her. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) You know who I'm talking about. I don't know what was really going on, but uh, she called me like a couple hours ago. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um, oh, no, not so, anyway. So you that's can't. still ongoing. But, um, but my point here was, oh, so she had this black eye, right? And then I would, you know, we were hanging out because, you know, we'd met and we were hanging out. And, uh, man, the looks I would get <laughs> when, you, when you hang out with a girl with a black eye. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had to like be like, no. Like, she, well, she would be like, no, no, it wasn't him. Just several people. They were like looking at me, like, yeah, yeah. But we took pictures. Well, I took pictures of her because you know, I was like, you're gonna, you should have these, you know, before it goes away. Right. You, you know, regardless of what your intentions are, it doesn't hurt to have the pictures. You know. No, I understand that, but did she notify law enforcement? No, no, she went slept with her husband again. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Um, I think they're divorced now, but I don't know. You know, uh, my ex uh, went to the hospital for uh, one time for something minor, and uh, she had to have blood drawn. And she, she's one of those people who her veins are very hard to get to, so they had to bring in the IV team yeah. to uh, get an accurate, uh, yeah, yeah. not incision, but insertion. Insertion. <clears throat> and she would bruise because of all the failed attempts. So she went into work the next day, and folks were noticing she had a bruised wrist. And... Uh, and they said, well, what happened to your wrist? And she said, oh, I'm so clumsy. I fall all the time. Oh, boy. No, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> well, that's hilarious if you're anybody but me. Right. <laughs> I appreciated the joke, but that was not, that was not, very, that was not very nice. Okay, so uh, Eric Roberts has a video delivered to him, and he also receives an email. Let's see. He's been receiving saucy videos. Now let's see what this one is. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, we already saw the pregnancy test, so we know she's pregnant and all, right? Yeah. Did you not want to watch this? Uh, no, scene? I get, no. Well, this part is having the part we want to see. And now she's growing fat with a bastion in there. Not for long. 
I have heard that the loss of a baby can make people crazy. <laughs> Do you think maybe she might need some help afterwards? Yeah, so uh, one thing I'm not sure we told the folks is that Eric Roberts is in recovery. He's an al- he's a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. What? You said that she had sent him saucy videos. We're, we're not going to watch any of that? Those are pretty uh, pretty steamy. Yeah, those were entertaining. I mean, it is cable, so they can get away with more. A little more. But, I mean, they did like a full... They sure were take, taking off her panties, and, and it, it, him watching it, it's only his head covering the... Uh, well, I don't know what the technical term is. Beave shot, I think. Is what... <laughs> Sorry. What, what's going on over here? So <laughs> it's, it was shot where she's like spread eagle with her, arm, her legs up in the air. <clears throat> and, and you see him watching it and his head, the way they shot it, his head is covering, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, I didn't find that to be uh, relevant to the plot. <laughs> it was just something worth mentioning huh. in passing. Yeah, but, but people might want to see it. Well, the distress he's undergoing, he's in this love triangle, and his girlfriend uh, is undergoing this abuse, so she says. I really thought I got a big laugh out of Jim over beef shot. He seems like a guy who would laugh. Jim's enjoying himself tonight. <laughs> this is kind of a rarity where there have been multiple laughs coming out of Jim, which uh, I think is a good sign. So uh, Eric starts drinking again. Yeah, he's uh, off the wagon, as they say. And meanwhile, Anne goes AWOL. She tells Eric she's been in the hospital. She was dragged out to her backyard for a brutal beating and deadly justice at the hands of her husband and his thugs. And in the process, she loses the baby. Yeah. They rape her on a diving board. A deadly justice. And, and they're like pushing her head in the water as, you know. But, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it was weird. We're not going to see that? No, we're not going to see that. It was weird because... The, it wasn't the husband that did it. He had his friend do it. No, he stood there. And he stood there. He stood there, and he was like the guy, that weird guy in The Accused who was di- directing the whole um, incident. Right. You know that guy? Yeah. Hey, you, it's your turn. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was like that guy. Yeah. But he's the husband, and this is her punishment for cheating on him. Yeah. Is to have her being technically, in some regards, cheated on. Do you think when it was over... <laughs> Mark said to his friend, hey, thanks, man. He's like, hey, anytime. <laughs> it's weird. That scene in The Accused is very weird, too, man. Can you imagine being in that bar? You're like, hey, you guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least, that would be my reaction. Yeah. Hey, you guys are rocking at a free world over here. You have a whole different thing going on. I mean, I like to party, this isn't but what I, 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 I thought this was quiz all night. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a crazy mini kiss here next week. <laughs> Do I have the wrong Thursday? <laughs> okay, so Anne Hayes sends Eric Roberts uh, the pictures of her injuries at his request. Again, ex police officer here. Anyway, here's Eric's reaction to all of this. I'm coming there. Don't say no. I'm coming. I'll take care of him. He's never going to touch you again. I'm sorry. I swear he will pay for this. Just give me time. He will pay. 
I never should have gotten you into this mess. Just let me go, please. I can't. He's gonna get what he deserves. You're right. He needs to be in hell. Are you sure? I have never been so sure about anything. What's the fastest way to the junkyard from Interstate 76? Take 76 to the Leechburg Road exit. Take it down to Shannon Street. Not the Holton Road exit. It's closer to the yard. Well, look, you asked. All of a sudden, you're Bob MapQuest over here. <laughs> <sighs> so he drives out to Pittsburgh and murders Mark. An extrajudicial, uh, extrajudicial solution when a legal one has not been pursued by an ex-police officer, Chris. Yeah. Now, it's the day of Mark's funeral, and Eric makes a phone call. I know, but I wanted to talk to you. Oh, oh, okay then. You killed my husband. There's an ongoing investigation. It's best that my ties to you go undiscovered. Plus, I'm waiting for a call from Herb Manganess, but fine. You wanted to talk to me. That reminds me, Chris, when, when I was a youngster and uh, it would be a Friday during Lent, we observed the holy season. Okay. And so my, no, no meat. No meat on Friday. So yeah. my mother would ask if I had eaten, and I'd say, yeah, I, I had a cheesesteak. And she'd say, but it's Friday. And I'd say, oh, oh no, it's okay. I was really hungry. As though that granted me some sort of a special dispensation from the Pope. I mean, it makes as much sense to me as anything else in Catholicism, so I don't, I don't know. Well, Chris, he wanted to talk to her. Yeah. So regardless of the do not call of... Uh, the sort of embargo on the calling in order to distance themselves from one another so that nobody here goes to jail. Yeah. But, but I wanted to talk to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he really flew off the handle there. You know, that's, that's not a good... You got to plan out a murder, I think, if you hope to get away with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he did. He was more concerned about the Holton exit or whatever that was. Yeah. <clears throat> so after this, Anne cuts off all contact with Eric. He's devastated. He goes on a bender. Gets a DUI, and his son splits for Rhode Island. Yeah, he, the son goes back to live with his mother. Um, and uh, th- are we going to see this scene where he gets thrown out of the casino? Uh, no, we're not. Yeah, it's just, it, it, the casino was obviously someone's house. Like, they made no attempt to make it look like a casino. It was just like, you know, a, you know like a nice house the living room of a nice house or something yeah he gets chips stolen from him yeah he protests to uh i guess the equivalent of him the pit boss in right. a small casino and the, and the guy just says well hey things happen yeah yeah don't don't leave your chips lying around <laughs> dumbass <laughs> now there's a character we haven't mentioned a friend of eric's a co-worker her name is paula it, no reason for this character in this movie at all they have one scene where they they do a makeover. What the hell was that? Anne Hayes does her makeup to, uh, I guess, give her confidence. There was no reason for that to be in here. Well, she's a lonely gal. But what, she plays almost... She has a very specific small role here. Making her over was just I, weird. It was weird. It might have been the show that, she was, uh, that Anne Hayes was endearing herself to her. 
when initially she was suspicious of Anne Hage. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. She, she, they have like similar things where she's trying to, they show her interacting with the son, and he, you know, he does this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's his. That's his gimmick. <laughs> Has he been in anything else? Like, you know what we need is a mopey kid. <laughs> this guy's the tops. <laughs> <clears throat> So this Paula gal, uh, she and Eric uh, Roberts are very close. And she looks after him as his life takes this horrible turn. Concerned about the possibility of Eric harming himself, Paula takes a step to avoid this. Let's see what she does. Now, how does she know the combination to a safe? Well, they're very close, Chris. I don't know. What are you doing? Would you believe quail hunting? Like I'm worried about you, all right? You think I'm gonna use one of those on myself? I don't. Just that you put somebody in a desperate situation, you take away the support system, you add alcohol to the mix, and otherwise sensible person could end up doing something pretty stupid. Those aren't going anywhere. Yes, they are. I'm taking them. Those aren't going anywhere. You know, someone needs to teach Eric Roberts the concept of a power balance. Yeah. Gee, who was in control in the situation? Uh, the unarmed drunk guy or the gal with four rifles on her person? You know, when you make a definitive statement like those aren't going anywhere and then you immediately back down, like <laughs> that's weird, you know? Either stand by it or not. <laughs> those, aren't, those aren't going anywhere. Yes, they are. I said they're not. You know, like you would yeah. expect some pushback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those aren't going anywhere. Yes, they are. Well, you know, you make a valid point. <laughs> so at last, Eric gets suspicious, and he starts to question. I still find it weird. I don't care how good your friend is. Why would you give them the combination to your safe? How does that even come up? Maybe You if know what? You and I have been spending a lot of time together. Here's a combination of my safe. <laughs> it's not a thing. Maybe they shared the guns. Maybe they were, co- they were co-owned. Maybe she was a felon, and that was her only way to have access to uh, weaponry. Who knows? Yeah, maybe they were hunting buddies. You know what? That's a good point. Yeah, that, right. that, that is possible. <clears throat> so Eric finally gets suspicious and starts to question Anne's motives. She's still avoiding contact with him, so he travels to Pittsburgh. No word on whether he took the much-debated Holton Road exit. Hmm. One of his stops is at a hospital. Hi. Uh, my girlfriend and I lost a baby a few weeks ago. I wondered if I could speak with a doctor. That That's a very uh, upbeat. Time to Pause it, please. <laughs> upbeat delivery of that line? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we lost a baby. So I'm in the neighborhood. I'm thinking, pop in. <laughs> All right, let's continue. <laughs> Are you sure this is her hospital? We'll have the sonogram from here. That's us. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> Sir, this is 10 years old. <laughs> Here's your problem right here. <laughs> yeah. You know what? What tipped him off? The VHS tape in 2006? <laughs> Blockbuster was already out of business in that year. Is that VHS or beta? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Sir, this sonogram is a woodcut. <laughs> I think this is old, but I'm not sure because I can't read the hieroglyphics. <laughs> this guy's a cop. Yes. <laughs> Chris, do, do you think if he had remained a police officer, he would have been eventually promoted to detective? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Not a bright future for him anyway? No. Pit Boss is probably the good... Uh, by the way, I would like to know where this casino is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's in someone's house. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not, this, is, this is where you, you, they cast doubt on the whole, I was fired because of corruption story. Were you? <laughs> I think you were fired because you were an idiot. <laughs> now, having heard this, that, that this is a 10-year-old videotape, most folks would take the hint and try to get on with life and hope that the law doesn't start pointing fingers. But Eric isn't through digging. He turns up at Anne's, Anne's house. Uh, actually, he goes into her yard and notices the lack of a pool where she was supposedly attacked. Yeah. So this no-hint-taking doof knocks on her door. <laughs> Let's see this. Who are you? Who are you? Who's he? You know this guy? You bet your ass she knows me. Tell him, Tony, tell him who I am. Go upstairs. I'll be there in a minute. Who is he? Would you calm down? Who is he? My boyfriend. Okay, happy now? What am I? Go home, Joe. This is 10 years old. 10 years. Yeah, she knows. <laughs> Was there ever a baby? Did you know that this is 10 years old? <laughs> and the pool. There is no pool. You said they raped you out back by the pool. Deadly justice. One, Tanya. He never laid a finger on you, did he? Bruises. How? The bruises in the photo. How'd you do that? It was makeup. You painted them all. He needed to go to Pittsburgh to figure that out. Yeah. By the way, um, you say he was nominated for an Oscar? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a good actor. He was almost on the verge of tears there with this dumb stupid thing we're watching <laughs> i mean i could i mean you'd have to be blowing pollen directly into my eyes <laughs> if i had to be play this role but uh yeah i mean that's impressive you know yeah well he goes home and commits suicide yeah apparently they forgot they took away the shotguns but they forgot about the handgun yeah yeah which somehow after he shot himself remained firmly clenched in his hand <laughs> i guess that's how that works well, he left behind a box full of evidence um, of his and Anne's roles in Mark's murder for Paula to discover. Paula's the best friend who uh, took most of the guns. Yeah. Now, Anne, like Cherie Miller, her real-life counterpart, she's convicted of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and receives a life sentence. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I thought, I didn't, I, in the beginning, they said based on this book, right? By the end of the movie, I'd forgotten that. And when they played the thing at the end that said, this is what happened to her. I'm like, that's a weird thing for a fictional movie to 
have a postscript like that. And then the person I was watching was like, well, no, they, it was based on a book. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, whatever. This, this stuff is kind of disposable to me. But um, what do you know anything about the book? Like, was it really like an online relationship? From what I understand, it was an online relationship. Okay. I didn't uh, go too deeply into it. But she did man- manipulate someone uh, to murder her husband, who was an innocent man in all of this. Because <sighs> uh, she wanted to divorce him, but the divorce wouldn't give her as much money as the life insurance would. Okay, yeah. Um, man, like, it's kind of hard for me to believe that people ever really met this way. Like, before, like, social dating apps, yeah, yeah. you know, people just went into a chat. Like, I, I would remember going into a few chat rooms, not for sexual stuff, just for, like, you know, talking about no whatever. No one said that, Chris. Right, yeah. No, really. It wasn't guy meeting guy stuff I was into. But, um... I remember being on them, and it's just like a giant free-for-all. There's no, like, there was no way to, like, have a conversation with just one person. There'd be, like, 50 people there. So if you start talking to someone, there'd be, like, I mean, this is what I did. I'd be, like, throwing jokes, you know, like, I'd watch somebody else's conversation and be, like, you know, throw jokes in to try and disrupt things, you know? (laughs) It's hard for me to believe that people would establish an actual relationship that way. Um. I forgot. I had something else that I was going for, but I, I totally forgot what it was. Well, you were talking about people uh, meeting online back then was yeah. much rarer and much less likely. Yeah, it just seemed, I don't, I mean, I guess it happened because this is based on a true story, but it just seems kind of weird, you know. I, I mean, I've met, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still meet people in real life, people that I end up dating or whatever, being friends with, you know. Mm-hmm. So the whole, it's still weird to me, you know, I don't know. Well, uh, shall we do the YouTube comment of the week? Oh, sure. Okay, let's see this. This is from, uh, <clears throat> what's the name on this? Marie Harris. They should remake this movie starring Amber Heard. Yeah. Well-known lunatic Loon, Amber yeah. Heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, do you want to rate it, Chris? Oh, you know what? I haven't even thought of that. Uh, why don't you go first? Okay, I give it three out of five, Meredith Baxter's. Uh, Eric Roberts made a lovable loser, and Anne Heche was alluring in a way that you could believe would lead Eric to making poor decisions. I know this is based on a true story, and I don't know how stupid the real-life character Eric Roberts played was, but man, they made him 2 plus 2 is 8 carity. Yeah. So the the believability wanes in the third act. But overall, I enjoyed it enough that it wasn't a chore to watch it twice for show prep. So 3 out of 5 for me. Um, yeah, you know, I think I'll go with the same three out of five Meredith Baxter's, um, because the acting was really good. Mm. I mean, these are two, I mean, what we said earlier, she was destined to be an A-lister until maybe the whole Ellen thing or maybe that helped her or hurt her. Who the hell knows? I think it helped her initially, but hurt her afterward because it seemed like, uh, since they, yeah, that makes sense. It was more of a relationship of convenience. Or maybe Harvey Weinstein from Anne's side. Maybe Harvey Weinstein sabotage or who, who knows? That's also possible. We don't know. But I mean, we're talking about two uh, movies. Let's just say movie stars. Yes. In this lifetime movie, so it's well acted. And can I also say we very rarely see actual movie stars in any of these films we watch? Yeah, I mean, we had Tom Hanks. Yeah. 
in one of them. Um, you know, that reminds me, uh, I was looking through Anne Heche's, I was like, why did he pick this film? Uh, maybe it's the only TV movie she ever did, but no, she did a TNT, the, a movie about Huey Long starring John Goodman. Oh, wow. And I was like, man, I wish Steve had picked that. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe we'll do that some other week. Yeah. I'm, I'd, I mean, if not, I'm just going to watch it because uh, Huey Long is a fascinating figure, man. I don't. I think he's been forgotten mostly. Um, well, I think in Louisiana he's still well, a sure. household name. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was huge in the 30s. I mean, he he was like Trump in the 30s. He didn't become – he was running for president. He was about to run for president, you know. He was that big. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. Three Merediths. Okay, so we agree. Anything yeah. you want to talk about we didn't talk about? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm almost done. Uh, you know, so I think it – it's about time for me to Anne Heche my way home. Oof. All right. Well, uh, in that case, I think we did. Thanks so much, Jim. Thanks so much, Chris. I'm Steve Reeves. Ask you, Ask you, Holly McAnall. Tigers. Eat them raw. We did it. Here's to 40 more. Have you been the victim of an online scam? Did your fake girlfriend use subterfuge to convince you to murder her husband for a life insurance settlement? Before you take your own life, why don't you call us, the law firm of Manganes and Albano? Well, we're not defense attorneys. I have seen several episodes of Matlock. And I once saw Raymond Burr in a shopping mall. Someone who looked like Raymond Burr. Someone I believe to be Raymond Burr. It wasn't. He died in 1993. Allegedly. That's hearsay, Your Honor. Ooh, that's some good lawyering. I like it. Thank you. You also claimed you met Speedy Gonzalez. I saw a mouse wearing a sombrero.